certainly do two more. It's not the two more. It's not the two more. That was right. really bad. Let's just get, what, the impression or the joke? Both. Both. <laughs> it's extremely bad. I don't know if I can do a Schwarzenegger impression. It's not a tumor. Get to the chopper. Pretty good. No, it's not good. Come on, man. I'm going to give it to you. That's, no. All right. The music should be fading up now. <laughs> fading up. Fading up. No, sorry. Fading down. Fade the music down. The music should be fading down. Down. Down, down, down. A little bit lower. Down, down, down. And here we are. It's podcast versus podcast. I'm Piers Ray. Hey, my name is Eric Ivanovich. We're the hosts, the co-hosts of Podcast versus Podcast, the only podcast pitching show on the internet. Let me lay down what we're going to do here today. Okay, please do, Piers, because I'm very confused. Everyone's very excited. All right, all right, Eric. Don't worry. We're going to get them there. Everyone scoot closer to your listening boxes or your speakers. Uh, shove your headphones deeper into your ears. I'm only going to say this once. All right? What we do... I'm going to pitch a podcast. Eric's going to pitch a podcast. Our special guest, no special guest today, is going to pitch a podcast. At the end of the episode, we're going to vote on our podcast pitches. And if we can agree, then we're going to stop doing this show, Podcast versus Podcast, on the KVN Network. And then we're going to uh, do whatever show we voted on, whatever show we agreed on instead. Mm. Make sense to you, Eric? Uh, it's per perfectly sensible. I just want to make sure all the pieces are adding up. Yeah. Okay. Pieces are falling into place now. Oh, good. I want to quickly apologize to... Uh, Douglas Vandalay, Talia Murdoch, etc. All the other people at the Cave Goblin Network. Jesse Boros, Sean Hagen, Joseph Stilwell. Come on, we don't need to name everyone. It's Eric Ivanovich. Eric Ivanovich, Piers Ray. Uh, everyone at the Cave Goblin Network. Uh, I feel like I said the name real weird. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if I should comment on that because you def definitely said Cave Goblin. Yeah. All right. So we just want to make it clear. Yeah. You're going to go to Cave, G-O- blin.com if you want to learn more about well network you're gonna go to like cavegoblins.com jesus this is more than one cave goblin is it the, but it's the cave goblin singular network no it's the cave goblins network i've been sending a lot of people to the wrong website <laughs> like a lot a lot of people oh man i wish i could edit tweets well here's the thing yeah about tweets you shouldn't be able to edit them they should be treated as historical documents? Yeah, they should be. Even though they can be deleted. Kind of yeah. like with like notes from the president's office. I did not know that those are... I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they're supposed to be kept as historical record. Yeah. Right? I think so. I, that makes I'm sense. I'm almost certain. I feel like it's been a problem for Donald Trump recently <laughs> with his uh, alternative style of record keeping. That's why Nixon had the, um, the White House wired. Right. Like he put... The, he put those in there himself That's to create so, like, a more historically accurate record of what went on in the White House. It's so strange to me. Like, Nixon doesn't seem, doesn't strike me as a stupid fellow. No. But that's like a fucking major oversight. It really goes to show you how much was going on in his head. Because he... Uh, I got to tell you, Nixon frustrates me because he was, I find him endlessly fascinating. I've said this before, and okay. I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever stop being interested in him because he's such a curious character. Mm. Um, created the EPA. Yeah, that's weird, right? Right? Created, like, landed a man on the moon. <laughs> Ended Vietnam. Opened relations with China. <laughs> like, did all this, did these huge, started the denuclearization talks with Russia, you yeah. know, all, did the agreements. All this stuff that would be great, <laughs> like, if he, he was so, if he had just, like, 
served two terms quietly and done all this stuff, he'd have been fine. <laughs> he probably would have gotten elected without meddling as well because he was so popular at mm. the time. He didn't need to do any of that stuff. So he's just like really, really good president who <laughs> went totally bananas. Um, I mean, well, was he a great president? A gr- I don't know about that. He had some some good stuff. He had a bunch of good stuff, like a lot of good stuff. He was and, a, let's and like I'm not saying what was good or bad for the nation, more like great in what he has managed to affect. In that sense, like on a global stage and domestically. In that sense, he was a more uh a more important president than a lot of presidents. Yes. I mean, you could say that maybe Carter was a good president, morally maybe. speaking. Maybe. Maybe. You could maybe say it, relatively speaking, compared to other presidents, perhaps. Compared to other people. Compared to a, I comp- I think, compared to a bunch of people. I would say compared to most people Listen, on the planet, Jimmy Carter's a very nice man. Let the man nice keep his man. fucking peanut farm. That's what I want to say. Don't worry. It's, Is he in risk of having it taken away? They made him sold the peanut farm. They made him what? They made him. S- when Sorry, he became, they made him sell it. When they he didn't became make president, they yeah. made him sell it because it was a conflict of interest. Yeah. Interesting. Now, why isn't that still being upheld? <laughs> why didn't Trump have to sell his huge corporation to become president? It's, it's it's shocking, isn't it? It is a little interesting when you look at the the ways that Trump is, even though he you know he's very similar to a lot of presidents, but he's also extremely different. He's uh, way dumber than all of them, for one thing. I feel like that's true. Can I tell you what's something I'm very worried about, though? Okay. I'm very worried that he's just got a whole bunch of ace cards up his sleeve and that he's never going to get indicted. Well, he's he's, he's never going to get impeached. He's definitely never going to get indicted or impeached. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay, we both agree on that, right? Yeah, and I do think it's extremely likely and probable that he will Win get a tw- second term. Yeah. I, I agree that I think it... Nah. But people are still... Still say, you know, he's an idiot. He's, he, he, I do think that he is. Yes. I, I, and here's another thing that I think. Yes. I think that he didn't want to be president. I think he, he, he won oh, by I accident. I, I think that he does not want the job. His life is probably a living hell compared <laughs> to what it was before. He actually has to do things now. Yes. And everyone's watching him all the time. Which I think that he might have thought, if you asked him 10 years ago, would you like to be president? He would have been like, oh, yeah. Do you I have, want the attention. Well, here's the thing, though. Do you have to run for a second term? You don't have to, no. Well, I don't. I don't see. You just quit. He. I don't think that he would ever quit. <laughs> I think it, it you had a pride, something like yeah. that. It's. I mean, and I've never met the man. It's a little uh, strange that I'm projecting all these things that I. I only know of him like through his tweets and through like what other people say of him. But uh, I have a very plenty. clear. I have a very clear uh, picture of who he is. Yeah, I. I don't know. I can't tell if he's. I, I believe him to mm. be an idiot in many regards. I certainly find him crass and tactless and just have a, just just boorish and tasteless and awful. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's definitely. Listen, I I I I'm I'm regretting at this point bringing up Donald Trump. I don't know who did it, but who if was it was you? me, I regret it. I'm I'm ninety percent sure it was you. I certainly made a mistake on that. Let's transition into pitching podcasts. I'm going to pitch podcasts to you. Um. I'm thinking about uh, uh, recently. I went to go clean out my Google Docs, yeah. and I found uh, dozens of um, 
reports that I that I'd written for uh, scripts that I read for a production company in Vancouver. Yes, I remember this. Um, we actually wrote for the same company for the same thing, except yeah. I midway into my first report realized I was being scammed and did <laughs> not finish it or contact anyone there ever wow. again. Um, it took me a lot longer to realize I was being scammed. Um, I think partly because, so first of all, I was kind of doing it because I thought maybe I would want to go into a career of like story editing. Yes. Like professionally, professionally getting people to send me their scripts and then I would, uh, give them my notes on it. Which is a great side business. Which I think I would be good at. Oh, you would be. I'm definitely a much better story editor than I am a writer, in my opinion. Um, I think you're, okay, I say this all the time, I think you're a very good writer. And it pains me that you are not still writing. Just letting my talents just waste away. Yes. Not writing anything. It's baffling and frustrating. Writing a lot of tweets. Yes, I see that. (laughs) Love those tweets that I write. I do love the tweets that you write. However, <laughs> you'd like me to write something. That's a... Could you at least not compile your tweets? <laughs> That'd be good. I, I've i been meaning to get around to doing that, but it is just a lot of work. Yeah, fair enough. It's a fair amount of work. Um, But uh, yeah, so I, I was doing that thinking I could get like some, some exposure and then maybe potentially I could uh, parlay this unpaid intern job yeah. into something paid. And I never was able to do that that is not the worst idea i mean you would at least have a bunch of reports yeah to be like as samples and you would be developing your skills as a story editor at the very least as a right as a reader and like yeah perfecting communicating your ideas about pieces yeah yeah um but uh so i came across these these uh these reports um and i thought maybe a good podcast to be would be to obviously i wouldn't uh, I wouldn't read out scripts that pe- that had been sent to me like secretly, confidentially. Right, of course. But perhaps I could read out the reports because I had some fun times reading these reports of the awful, awful screenplays that I read. They were bad, weren't they? They were almost universally bad. See, this is what I think that you could do better than those guys. Oh, I certainly could. Those are the people that are out there submitting scripts, though. Like the scripts you see getting made, when you see a bad movie and yeah. it's gotten made and you think, how did somebody like get this through? Um, it's because the only people really writing scripts are not good at it. <laughs> like, That's part of it. There's a whole, like 80% of the business is just delusional people flooding the markets with lousy content. Oh man, just the lousiest. And one script that made me think about this in particular was, um, I wonder if it's okay to say the title. Like no. legally I'm fine too. I'm sure, to but say it'd be the kind title? of rude. Don't say the title. Just just think of it like... Okay, well, I won't say the title. As if you wrote something really bad. <laughs> I mean, if someone heard this, heard me say this title, they would know exactly which script they were talking about, probably. So, yes, and possibly who you were reading it for. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, But here's the... I, was, I read a script about... It was about someone who graduates from college and yeah. then can't find a job... And gets a job at a grocery store. Great. We can all empathize with that. Um, so far. So good. And the main character's like goal is to, I don't know, get a, get a job. But she gets a job within the first 10 pages at a grocery store. 
Yeah. It's just not the right job, I guess. But it just never said like what she went to college for. So we don't know if like she wants to be a doctor or like uh right. or an She's, engineer or something. She was a general studies student. She what she wanted to do was get a job, and it's never clear what job she wants. This actually kind of sounds like it was written by someone who hadn't gone to college and just did the grocery part side. Could be, I yeah. And by the end of it, it, like the struggle is like, first of all, it's it, it reads kind of like a struggle with like, it would the script would be a lot better if it was a, a a script about learning to come to terms with like, okay, maybe it's not so bad that I work at a grocery store, I'm getting a paycheck, um, uh, I don't know, maybe it be it could be like maybe this could be my new career, or maybe I should, maybe it could be a script about like I need to find out what my career should be. Yeah. Right? And work towards that. It's a coming of age. But um, basically what happens is like in the final act of the script, um, the grocery store is robbed, like uh, is is uh, robbed by a, a former employee. Yeah. And um, Donald Trump is in the grocery store when it happens. Oh, my God. And they save Donald Trump's life and uh, no. and defeat the bank robber. And in return, he gets them all jobs like in Donald Trump's corporation and on The Apprentice. That's so goddamn stupid. (laughs) And this was written in like 2013 or 2014 or something. Um, So Trump is full on bashing Obama at this point. He's no, he's not like the darling of Manhattan that he never was. (laughs) This is not the Trump that showed up in Home Alone 2. Right. Affable Trump. (laughs) Who most people don't know about, but was at that point engaged in very racist and very illegal business practices. Oh, do you mean when he took out that full page uh, article, like condemning the man, the like Central Park Five or whatever? Uh, I'm talking about that. I'm also talking about how um, his uh, his realty company or his landlord company or whatever was like explicitly. um, No lending to black people. Yeah. No renting to black people. Yeah. Um, lovely, lovely business practice. It's always a good idea, I find, to say, like, what if we took less money? <laughs> it's so dumb. But other than, like, this wasn't that Trump. This was the Trump who was out in the open accusing Obama of secretly being born in Kenya. Yeah. I believe. He was a birther, along with uh, Melania, also a birther. He, by the way, he's, like, the main birther. He was, and I think that's like the main reason why he became president is because he was, uh, he was at the forefront of a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's fucking horse. Anyways, this, n- n- never mind. I'm, I'm already turning myself Here back. Here we to are this. back at Trump. <laughs> All roads so, lead to him. We, I would read out the, I was reading these reports that I made, that I wrote like five years ago or whatever, or six years ago. Yeah. And I was very snarky, very sassy in these reports. Um, I was, uh, I was reading them I was, I guess I was writing them as if there was like an audience, like even though in a way there was, because <laughs> you're was... forwarding them onto a production company who you're hoping will appreciate your voice. I suppose and use so. You yeah. For more stuff. So if you're funny there, yeah, I mean, it's not really the right place for it, but if you can like make me laugh and reading a reader's <laughs> report, I'm going to be like, I'm looking forward to some more of this Eric Ivanovich reader's reports. <laughs> it's not an appropriate place for the snark that I was laying down. Right. And it's also not effective because I'm sure what mostly happened was they first skipped to the end where I say, do I recommend or do yep. I say not? And then 99% of them I wrote don't recommend. So I'm sure they probably like maybe skimmed it a little bit just to make sure and then just threw it away. Yeah. 
Well, and that's the thing also. Okay, let me... I got two things to say yeah. about this. Number one, writing a celebrity into your script. So it's the really worst dumb, fucking really bad. Idea, the worst idea. Not good. And for any like fledgling writers out there, it's not just because it's tacky. It's not just because it like makes for for a bad scene. Yeah. Um, it's also because if you feel like you want that celebrity in your in your movie, putting them in the script immediately makes it way, way, way more expensive for them. Yeah. To 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 like you can't produce that script. You can't get them now. Now here's, that you put it in. And here's what's gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna have to get a different celeb. <laughs> And odds are, depending on like this goes, if you if you're working on like a big Broadway, a big uh, studio movie, yeah, maybe you've got the money to get like a variety of A list celebs. So you could be like, okay, we can't get Donald Trump. Who else? Is, let's get Oprah. You know, we'll get another big name, <laughs> yeah. and they'll she'll do this. She'll fulfill the same task of being famous, rich, gives our heroes the jobs. Yeah, great. great. Yeah, we can do that. We'll see who's uh, available on Tuesday for uh, you know a one day shoot. Yeah, like one scene. Right. Yeah. All they need is them in the place, the robbery. Then, oh well, come to my office Tuesday, <laughs> and then we cut to them in a nice set. Oprah's nowhere to be seen, sir, except that her image is all over the walls. Yeah, right. And people everywhere going like, Oprah's here today. Like a couple background wall actors. <laughs> Anyways, point being, like for most movie productions, yeah. By the time you find a celebrity to fill that spot, you've gotten down to, like, who do you think you're gonna get? Right? It's not even gonna be a famous actor. You'll be lucky to get like someone off Dragon's Den. It's, it's probably. I mean, today it would probably be someone off a reality show. Yeah. Well. Or like a lesser athlete. But you're not, like I'm thinking about something I would get made. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like if I was going to get a movie made by a production company, odds are I'm looking at like maybe a half a mil budget for an indie thing. Yeah. And unless I'm working on a project for a company that's already sold an idea, if I'm like just trying to sell one of my scripts, I'll be lucky if they can pull together a million to make that movie. Um, So they're not even going to get the host of Dragon's Den. They're going to (laughs) get... Failed contestant from Dragon's Den who's yes. like, yeah, I'll do it for a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> or cool. you're, or you're going to cool. get like a local business owner. <laughs> yeah. Who no one's going to know unless they've been built into the story organically, at which point it may as well just be something you invent for the story. It's um, so I point out a lot of this stuff uh, very snarkily in my reports. I so, would love for you to bring these in and read them. I guess it would be called uh, what uh, Eric's reports, reports from Eric. Maybe you could fit the word snark in there somewhere. Snarks, Eric Snarkstash. Yeah, Eric Snarkstash is it. And I would bring in, like, for example, there was one script that I didn't realize until until I got to the end, but it was a 45-minute first act of a script. And it was not finished. So I laid into that one pretty heavy. Wow. That's um, wow. That's pretty. uh, It's pretty bold to submit uh, an unfinished script. To a production company. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll put this out there. If your first act is longer than 20 pages, uh, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's it's worth thinking about why. <laughs> There's why? a lot of things that um, – a lot of uh, what we learned in film school was like certain rules that were yeah. not I'm, – I'm putting air quotes around yeah, yeah, rules. Yeah, there are no rules for something like this. Of course, if there's every – like – for every rule, there's a million exceptions. Of course. But it's just that, like, the rules are there for a reason. Like, they mostly work. And if you're not using them, 
there's got to be a reason you're not using them. Right. Like, Are you doing something like for this guy's case? Okay, 45 minutes spent in the first act. Um, since the second act is usually the longest and the third act is the shortest, does this mean we're looking at a three to four hour movie? Is this an epic? And it was and it was not an epic, by the way. It was just a generic teen slasher. So that's so a really long time. You needed 45 minutes to set up all your main characters to get the creature out there, get well, the slasher out here's there. Here's a wild thing. The characters were not introduced. Like the final what? scene is like one of the oh main my God, characters I remember you telling me about this just saying like yeah and maybe you could come over to my theater and and the and the person who's very obviously the killer is like okay and then the main character is like and also I'll bring all my friends they fit all these weird cliches that horror movies have I have a jock friend I have a nerd friend I have a slut friend and I have a bookish cheerleader or bookish uh, let me ask you though yeah. were the characters there or was this other the this characters one were character? not there right so he's just like oh Oh, you're gonna love uh, Jason. He's a great dude. Bit of a jock, though, if you ask me. It was a really jarring way to end a script, and I was like, "Wait, that's the end? What's going on here?" That's so messed up. Also, I, I don't know. On a rewrite, I imagine that that would be dropped down to 15 pages. Like that was the rewrite, by the way. That, I learned in the report. <laughs> He'd submitted something already, and they passed on it, and he resubmitted. An he, unfinished script. Yeah, he's like, I took your notes in, into, uh, I took your notes into consideration, and I started rewriting the script. Not done yet, but here's what I've got so far. Well, I mean, I can't fault him for at least submitting something and like keeping the conversation going. That's I'll fault him. It's better than it's Finish better the than like, and then re, and then resubmit it. His best move would have been like, I need more time. Can I get more time? I'm having trouble with this. I'm really <laughs> floundering here. Like, come back in a few months and say, Hey, you remember when you said you wanted me to resubmit the script? Yeah. Well, I'm done it now. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a few months and actually work on this and make There's it good. One script I read that I actually could not read because the the writer was too paranoid about having his idea stolen. So he'd um, watermarked every page <sighs> in a way that made the text unreadable. Like I couldn't, I squinted, I tried very hard and I did read like the first five or six pages. But in the end, like my report was just like, couldn't read it. Right. Uh, so which <laughs> watermarking, by the way, I mean, great. Um, your best bet would be to like, you know, send a copy of the script to yourself, register it with the WGC or whatever, yeah. with the guild. But watermarking doesn't stop you from seeing the idea and like having it in your head. What watermarking does stop you from is easily copying and pasting the text. Yeah. But, you know, it's still relatively easy to copy and paste and then just like remove the watermarks or to have the script open and like type it word for word. Like you can't stop plagiarism that way. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm worried someone's going to read my idea and then steal it. I know. I'll make it harder to read. This ought to, <laughs> this ought to hold them back. Uh, and that made me so mad. So I, I would bring in those. Um, That's a really good idea for a podcast. It's a I really think it'd good be idea. Pretty idea fun. For and then people could learn about uh, different things that set me off. Right. Um, and I'm like the, I was like the first uh, barrier. I need to like it before it gets passed on to the person who's actually being paid as the script reader, and then they need to like it. Then it gets passed on to. One of the producers, yeah. and then they need to like it, and then there's also like a five percent chance that it'll get made. Yep, <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, showbiz. 
Sounds great. It's not for everyone. <laughs> I'll put that out there. Uh, this is a really good idea for a show, Eric. I know I don't say that often enough, but this is very solid, and I do want to see this get made. I hope you bring it back and pitch it someday, because I can already tell you that you're going to be voting for my idea today. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. So Before my... we hear your idea, yeah. let's hear about a different, another Cave Goblin show. Ooh. I was told that once, Frost Cricket was a humble prefect of the Celestial City. But when Wanderlust whispered her name, she left to travel the Earth on foot. Her journeys inspired many stories, and those stories inspired other stories. Some idiot wrote them all down, and ever since, fools have been telling and retelling the tales of Frost Cricket. Hear them all on the Cave Goblin Network. Ooh, that was good. I'm glad I listened to that. Yeah. Man, that show that we just heard about... Pretty good. Solid. It's a solid, solid show. I've listened yeah. to it <laughs> many times. I've listened to at least two or three times as many episodes as you have. Well, I listen to them first. And I'm generally known as a tastemaker around That's here. true, yeah. Okay. Piers is known as a tastemaker around so, here. All right, let's make some taste with my podcast, bitch. It's a little thing I call minor manipulations. Mm-hmm. Eric, when I was home for the holiday break. Yeah. Christmas, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> I don't want to offend nobody. <laughs> Those triggered snowflakes? Look, Christmas is a snowflake season, but I like mine snowflake free, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you don't. Eric's shaking his head at me. No, I don't understand. Okay, not, that's fine. Not familiar. I was home for the break, though. I got. Uh, I was lucky. I got to hang out with my, my youngest cousin. He mm-hmm. is, he's seven, I he's hope, I young. think. Maybe he's five. No, I think he's seven. I'm 90% sure he's seven. It's tough being away from the family. I'm missing everyone's birthdays. No idea how old anyone is anymore. Um, And I've noticed this with kids before, and he's good at it. But kids are extremely manipulative. Yeah. Extremely manipulative. And, like, they're power to them. Like, they're testing boundaries. They don't have access to resources, so they kind of have to be manipulative to get the things that they want. Of course, yeah. But I also hate it because I feel like they think they're smart enough to put one over on me, which (laughs) I, I do not care for. I do not care for children trying to trying to trick me. Right. And he did try to trick me very, very well a couple times. Um, the main time that I'm thinking of and yes. that I've been kind of chewing over for the last week yeah, since I got ups- back. Just so upset at this seven-year-old. Look, I'm steamed. <laughs> I'm steamed. I'm hanging out at his house and uh, like their basement had flooded a short while back. Right. And so he's like, hey, mom, can I show uh, Piers our basement? I'm like, Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go check out this flooded basement. Yeah. And so we get on the, go down there. And as soon as we get down, he's like, okay, so you know Pokemon, right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, here comes the scam. Yeah. He's like, uh, do you have Pokemon on your phone? I'm like, no, I don't have it. He's like, you should really get it. It's a really good game. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want Pokemon on my phone. He's like, what? You don't like it? I'm like, no, I like real things. <laughs> Not, <laughs> and so basically, what he was trying to do is to get me to download the game to get him a code. Yeah. So, because you need a code if you're a kid to log in to play Pokemon Go. Oh, I see. All right. So he was like, the whole reason he invited me down to this demolished basement was to be out of earshot of his mother <laughs> to get a code for Pokemon Go. And of course, I just had to deflect it. I had to, and I wasn't very nice about it. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I said no. I like. Uh, I like real animals, not fake fictional ones that live in your phone till you delete the app and then they're gone forever. <laughs> Do you have any pets? <laughs> you should get a pet. He said no. I like Pokemon. I'm like yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 
That's fair. I mean, here's the thing, though, about Pokemon. They're ex- they're objectively better than pets. Oh, I disagree. I don't make my pets fight. Well, Pokemon love to fight, though. Do they? They do. Okay, well, that justifies everything, then, doesn't it? Yeah. But, po- <laughs> Is even- that canon? Uh, I don't know. They yeah. I mean, they have some fun. of them get excited in the cartoon and stuff, but that's just propaganda. Here's the thing. Even if you don't make the Pokemon fight, like if you have like a normal house cat yeah. and then you have, for example, an Incineroar. Yeah. I mean, one of them is objectively better than the other one. Yeah, the cat. Because it's real. No. And it's, you can pet it and it loves you. The The realness of the cat is its biggest failing grace, I think. Really? A yeah. failing grace? Failing grace. Failing. You don't hear about those often. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's its biggest disadvantage. Okay. The biggest stumbling block is the fact that it's real. Yeah. Because there's certain things about, like, for example, Incineroar, you can have like a conversation with it. You can't have a conversation with Incineroar? You can. Well, I can have a conversation with my cat. Yeah, the cat doesn't really understand mm, human languages. That's I disagree because dogs can recognize like a couple hundred words. They're basically as intelligent as toddlers. Uh, Up until a few years ago, my dog was as smart as this kid. An incineroar is as intelligent as like an adult person. Oh, you can have full conversations with it. Essentially, I mean, the thing is, it, can it, it can't f- speak. Well, it then can only make a noise. Hell? Okay, so the exact same as my dog. But there's a lot of people who can't speak. You can have conversations with them. Oh, as far as you know. You, they can write something down. Oh, so they can Incineroar write something down? Yeah. That's a sh- All right, you got me there. You got me. But I will say that if I had to choose between mm-hmm. having a pet that actually exists yeah. and having a pet that can write me messages on cocktail napkins, I'm going to pick the pet that actually exists. And this isn't even this isn't even what the show's about. Yeah. The show is about helping me to spot when children are attempting to manipulate me and find ways to <laughs> to to push aside their manipulations yeah. without being a jerk about it. Well, it, it, here's a, what it sounds to me like actually. Yeah. When you agreed I, uh, to go with this child into the basement yeah. out of earshot of the mother, now obviously you you were just like humoring him. I thought he had like games or something down there. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to show me your toy room? Did you like you I got him a huge thing like of Lego for Christmas. Yeah. Um so he made like he'd been working on that. I was like, maybe he's built like a new spaceship or something. Yeah. I, like, I love this kid. I want to check out his stuff. Yeah. But he had also brought up Pokemon codes every other time we'd hung out. And I'd been like, no, I don't want to download Pokemon. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not gonna get you the code. I don't even know what you're taught. He's not great at expressing some of his ideas. So I was like also very confused for yeah. a while. I'm like, I don't know what's going What is he talking about? Oh, Pokemon codes. Right. Other people have codes. You've been, you brought me yeah. down here to steal a code from me. So I, my suspicion is that he thought that you were both in on this little thing. Like, I bet he thought like the only reason he hasn't given me a code is because my mom's over here. He doesn't want to piss her off. No. Because no. we've been uh, we've hung out just the two of us before. Oh, I see. <laughs> and I've been like, I'm not going to download Pokemon. I'm not downloading Pokemon Go to my phone. Yeah. Because I don't have room for it. I don't. I cheaped out when I bought my six, and I've only got 16 gigs of space. That's a lot of gigs. Actually, I've only got 12 gigs of space. It's not. It's not a lot of gigs. Wow. Because sooner or later, I'm going to have to delete all my conversations, which <laughs> I hate doing. <coughs> do, you, do, do you have to do that on your phone? I've never come up across it yet. Oh, it's the only way to free up space. Wow. Because I send so many photos. Those damn photos. I know. They just... Um, you get it. So what have you ever been attempted to be manipulated by another child? Oh, I'm sure. Like, as a child, obviously. Yeah. 
Obviously. It happens all the time as a child. I'm trying to think. I don't interact with a lot of other children, right? Yeah. Like, me neither. Most of the kids in my life are babies because my friends are having babies now. So they're still at the stage where they're like learning to walk, being carried around. This kid is like one of the few kids I know who's entering that age where like they have agency. They're aware of things they want, but they have no way of getting them themselves. So they got to start getting tricky. Mm-hmm. And I to- I respect that. I respect his game. Mm-hmm. I respect that this is a natural stage of human development, but I do not want to be played by <laughs> by any children. Do you do you remember when you were a child if you tried to manipulate anybody that way? Um definitely. I mean, I'm I'm sure you were a sneaky child, of course you were. Uh, of course, much like yourself. All kids, all kids do this kind of stuff. I was I don't think I was a very sneaky child. Like you've never you've never um what what's something that kids do? Uh, give a gift to like a parent or something that is something you are more interested than in than they are. No, I don't think so. No, people I've seen many people do that sort of thing. I, I mean, I've seen it on the, the Sopranos when AJ gives his mom the DVD of The Matrix, and then immediately, like she is in a conversation, he immediately takes it from her to go watch it. Yeah, um, that was a good scene. AJ, however, is a total sociopath. Like there's not, I'm looking for something more like a middle ground. Like you really like to play <laughs> mini golf or you like going to the movies. And uh, your mom said, yeah, I like going to the movies with you one time. So you're like, remember you said uh, you like going to the movies. And so you get her a bunch of movie tickets. We're all going to the movies. All right. No, I don't think I ever did that shit. I'm trying to think. Fuck. No. I've been accused of doing that. One time um, we, uh, in class, we ma- we made cookies for our parents. I think it was for Mother's Day. Yeah. And uh, we all got to have one. Yeah. And I started reaching for a cookie. And then I was thinking, you know what? I should take the smallest cookie so that my mom can have the bigger cookies. Right. And maybe that is kind of a manipulation because it's like then I'll everybody will know I'm the good kid. Yeah, it's, it's not. But I tried to switch the cookie that I had. And the teacher was like, no, you can't switch it for a bigger one. And I was like, I for real, honestly, Mrs. I can't remember her name. Right. I wanted a smaller one. I wanted this cookie's too big. I'm trying to be selfless. And it's tough. Like, not all... I mean, all people are manipulative in some yeah. way, consciously or subconsciously. Like, And it's not necessarily a, a malicious thing. Like, even if you're just trying to affect someone's mood. Right. Right? Like, oh, I'm going to do this because I want them to be in a good mood today so I can have a... I don't trying have to, to get ar- something out of them. Yeah, the, the thing you're getting out of them is like, I don't want to have an argument with someone today, for example. <laughs> so you're like, just... We were talking about this off air, but recently my uh, at work, politics were brought up at a meeting. Yeah. And I explicitly decided to not say what I actually felt in order to manipulate my coworkers into not being upset with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lie by omission. <laughs> It it is definitely a lie by omission. You had a chance to take a strong ethical stance on something, and you said, "I just can't be bothered." I just I just weighed my options, decided, no, no, it's not really today, not worth not bringing today. it up. I'm not going to change anybody's mind. Just let them be wrong. Long episode. We should end it. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. You're you're ready to vote. Yeah, I'm ready to vote. I am going to vote for mine. You did predict well, that I would vote for yours. I did because I thought that you would not want to be manipulated by anyone in your office. But I guess that you're happy being a chump. I don't have a lot of children in my office. Well, here's the thing. I think that, like, we started talking about this as 
manipulations by minors. Yeah. But now we're talking about all kinds of manipulations. And yeah. really, what are what are adults but but children with bad genes? Yeah, I just got the title, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, well, you thank you. That's how you know it's a winner. <laughs> Takes a half hour to kick in. <laughs> all right, um, well, I love your idea, but my idea is necessary because I got to deal I got to deal with this kid. <laughs> this kid this kid sounds like a mastermind by the way. He's good. Oh, he's good. But I'm the best. <laughs> I'm not about to let him just walk, like roll over me. If it was me, yeah, in that same situation, yeah. he probably would have been able to get me to give him the code. Right. Or in it at some point he would have said like cuz maybe I would have picked up on, "Oh, he wants a Pokémon code." Yeah. Oh, I'll just do that and give it to him. But I probably would have asked with his mom first. No, I already know. We've been through this conversation a few times. This is why I'm so frustrated by it. Like, we've been through that. No, you're not getting a code right now. Or yeah. you've got to talk to your mom about this if you want a code. I can't give you access to stuff online. Yeah. I'm not that cool a cousin. Oh, is your co- I thought he was your nephew. No, he's my cousin. Mm. He's my cousin. He's my youngest I cousin. I got confused. It's understandable. I'm an old man. Why do I have a cousin who's seven years old? It's the difference of yeah. 24 years that's a, between the two of us. That's quite the difference. That's, I, I'm actually pretty suspicious about it. Yeah, you know what? Me too. What's he up to? What is going on what with this fucking kid? Get out of this. Anyways, we need to get out of this recording yeah, booth and this investigate was, this child. Yeah, please. It's an oven in here. All right, Cliff. Cliff Jr., if you're listening, we're coming for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to Podcast versus Podcast. You can follow us online at PodcastVS. Check um, us out at uh, Cave Goblin Studios, Cave Goblin Networks. <laughs> CaveGoblins.com. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, hey, review us on iTunes. It's been a while since yeah. I asked anybody to review us on iTunes. That's a great idea. Give us five stars, please. <laughs> no more, no less. <laughs> it's not too much to ask, is it? Five stars? It's You look at it, there's five stars to fill out. And what do you want? Do you want five, like kind of dim stars or do you want five full luscious stars yeah vivacious stars exactly great This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.